Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. So today we're talking food. Actually, it's a bit of, it's an X-rated episode today. We're talking food porn. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'll My be stoked about grumbling. that, Coxie. <laughs> and it's just before lunch too. What a crap time to talk to someone about food and uh, trading nutrition. But joining us at the Traders in Business podcast today is Anthony Power from Power Nutrition. Mate, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. It's a, it's a pleasure to, uh, to, to be here. Well, I hope it's our pleasure too, mate. But uh, <laughs> Anthony, uh, g- just jump straight in, mate. Who are you? What do you do? And um, how on earth did you get to be so famous that you're on the Tradies in Business podcast today? <laughs> well, I am a, so I'm a registered nutritionist and I work in private practice. So I see um, you know, uh, patients privately sort of one-on-one. Um, and the majority of patients I see, yeah, you know, weight loss, um, diabetes, you know, gut issues, fatigue. So, you know, a broad range of issues, but a lot of them are to do with, yeah, Anthony, I want to lose weight. Anthony, I've got, I've been diagnosed with di- diabetes or heart disease. What can I do to change my diet to, um, you know, to, to better my health? Yeah. Mm. Now, Anthony, uh, you've been doing this for a while, I think 15 years or so. Is, 15 is, years, yeah. You know, but if, if we just go back a little before that, like what's, you know, help the listeners understand who you are, I guess. You know, it's that thing, we've all got a story, right? And, uh, you know, I look at your business card here and it's got a very juicy looking uh, Granny Smith <laughs> apple on there. Uh, which is really unkind, mate, because uh, I'm fast. <laughs> I'm fasting today, so uh, I'd really like to eat that apple. But, um, mate, uh, you you weren't always doing this. You got a bit of a, a journey that led you to uh, to nutrition, mate. Yeah, I had um, when I when I finished school, I had no idea. Uh, so I just ended up doing a um, I ended up doing a, a business degree. Um, you know, I thought, well, a commerce degree has got to help me with and it, listen it, it is still a great you know I, you and me I, both mate i did one of them too <laughs> yeah and listen i i think it's probably like a you know is it a law degree an engineering degree uh, you know an apprenticeship it, it's just it you know i can still read financial things i can understand markets and and understand all that my bank balance is still pretty woeful but you know i can <laughs> <laughs> i can understand all the all the, the bits and pieces so so did that and then came out and then i graduated at the end of what 91 big recession in australia you know paul keating was prime minister the recession we had to have um, I hit hit the road, went overseas for a couple of years, um, and had a wonderful time backpacking around. And I think it's probably still one of the best things I've ever done. Came back, and a, a friend of a friend was working as a journalist at a radio station. And I, you know, I thought, really, do I want to do this whole, you know, commerce business, etc.? And I ended up getting a job, believe it or not, in a two PK in Parks. Where the dish is, yes, as right. a as a radio announcer, can you believe it? And wow. listen, a, a door opened here, a door opened there. A guy said, "Yeah, listen, Anthony, come down and bang." You know, before I knew it, I had a job. But did that 
you know, for a while and eventually got into the ABC working as a, as a broadcaster, um, you know, talking about, you know, everything, you know, politics and economics and, and all that. And I did that, you know, from about, what, 91, 92 to about 2000. Um, and then I finally had, I stopped and I thought, do I want to do this for, for the rest of my life? And I thought, well, no, I want to actually do something. Um, I want to have a bit more of an impact rather than sort of just do, you know, report on news and all that. Um, and then again, sliding doors. I thought, what do I really want to do? And probably what I really, I wish I had the courage to do when I finished school was to go and do study nutrition or biochemistry or the body. I just was always really interested in food and my mum and dad were great cooks. You know, they worked, but they, they cooked and, and I re was really interested in all that. Um, and finally just went back and did a nutrition degree, you know, uh, what, 17, 18 years ago now. Um, and isn't it interesting, one of the, the, the girls I studied with did my commerce degree. She was actually the marketing manager of the of the tertiary institution that did this market, that did the uh, nutrition degree. So here I am, I walked into this information session and, and walk and run into Georgina, who's the marketing manager of this, of, uh, of the, of the nutrition course and bang, you know, that's just, it just led from there and, and did the, um, went back, did the degree and, and here I am 15 years later. So it's been a, you know, it's been a great journey, but I really appreciate now what I, what I do. I think if I did it when I left school, I'd probably, yeah, God knows what I'd, I'd you know, I, I appreciate it much more now. So you're obviously always uh, pretty fit and healthy, mate, hence the interest in nutrition. You know, interesting, I was, I thought I knew everything, Warwick. I thought I knew everything. I thought I was fit. I was eating the right way. I was training the right way, but I wasn't. Um, and that has been a bit of a revelation too, that you know, always thought, you know, always eating, the, I suppose, the, you know, the right foods in moderation, you know, all those words that we hear, mm. um, just, you know, uh, eat in a balanced way, eat in moderation, just move more. And I was sort of doing all that, you know, triathlons and I was eating my three pieces of fruit a day and I was having my, you know, uh, wheat bix for breakfast and pasta and, but it was, mm -hmm. you know, his whole meal pasta, his whole meal rice and, all the healthy you know, stuff. Yep. All the healthy stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting when I was seeing patients, even I, I changed the way I practiced probably after I've been doing this for, for say 15 years for, for the first 10 years, I followed the basic, the guidelines, you know, I, mm -hmm. I was treating patients as per that way of moderation, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, eat your grains, eat your eat your fruit, etc. Yep. And I was telling my patients this, you know what? And the the results I was getting were were so poor. Patients weren't losing weight. Patients' diabetes wasn't getting better. Um, and you know, you'd get patients, a few patients would lose a few kilos, feel a bit better, but then you'd be back to square one after a while. And, and I was feeling lousy too. That was the big thing with me. Here, here I am telling, telling all my patients to do this and do that. And you know what I felt? I won't swear, but I felt, <laughs> I felt so lousy. I had gut issues. I was fatigued. I had uh, horrible sweet cravings. And you, you know what? You were following yeah. the guidelines as well? And I was following the guidelines. But, you know, but mate, I was doing the training. 
Yeah. I was I was eating and I was snacking every couple of hours, but I was snacking on wholemeal toast and tahini with yep. a bit of honey on it. You know, and yeah. I was having my three apples a day. And I'm thinking, why am I feeling so lousy? And then I felt like a bit of a fraud. I thought, well, if I'm feeling so lousy, how can I how can I be telling my patients um, the way to fix things and I can't even fix myself? Mm. So it was a and so yeah, that was a big wake up call. So what led you on the journey then, Anthony, to find what you consider to be the right way now? Yeah, I was about to, Nicole, I was about to, I remember said to my wife, I said, I'm going to go and uh, there were two things. I could, I could go and mow lawns for a living or I could, it was in the middle of the mining boom. And I said, well, and one of my patients, I always tell the story, one of my patients mowed lawns uh, and I thought, God, I might just, you know, and he, he was an ex-corporate guy and he, was, he said, mate, it's great stress reliever. Just go bloody mow, you can go mow. <laughs> and another patient drove trucks um, and I think Mount Isa way. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, and you know, it's, it's all hard work, you know, fly in, fly out. Everyone's got all stresses, but I think it was earning, you know, 150 grand. And I thought, bloody hell, maybe I'll just go get my, I'll go get my you know, drive a dump truck. Yeah, yeah. And I'll go and, and do that. But then I thought, well, hang on. So I thought I went back to answer your question I went back and reread the literature. You know, you know, a book fell in my lap and a bit of research, and I thought, well, who's getting results? So I, I put my ego at the door, and I thought, well, I'm not getting results. Who else is? Mm. And there were there were names bandied around, but you know, we, we at university we said, oh, don't listen to these people. They're you know, you know, they're they're really on the out of what they're doing is dangerous. And I thought, well, hang on, I'll just I'll just delve into that the dangerous space and watch some podcast or watch some YouTube, some podcasts, bought some books and read the research. And these names like, you know, Tim Noakes, um, uh, you know, Jeff Volak, um, Stephen Finney, um, Eric Westerman, um, uh, you know, and and that made me, and I looked at all this stuff and I thought, wow, this is well done. It's well referenced um, and it makes sense and the results are there. So, uh, and that planted the seed and then I had to say, right, let's try it on me, Nicole. So I tried it on me and it, it worked. Mm-hmm. And hence that I just, you know, I do that now for my, I, I change that way of treatment for my, for my patients. So it's... Um, it was an r- absolute revelation to me, um, and it was bloody hard. You know, it wasn't this. You know, I talk about having a magic pill. It was bloody hard. It was. I had to change habits and change the way I did things and the way things were done. This was the way things are done in nutrition. Mm. Um, so, on that point, have you found a lot of resistance from your colleagues? <sighs> Yes, I, I yes, and initially yes, because you want to, you feel like I felt like a little kid who mm. just discovered that Santa Claus was actually real, <laughs> and I wanted to tell everyone, and you know I felt like a you know you get you, you've got to be you've got to temper that exuberance a little bit because again we're talking about science and we're talking about you know that fine line between 
evangelism and science and and beating people over the head with with all this information. But yeah, there was Nicole, yeah there was resistance because it's like oh hang on mate, you know what are you, <laughs> you know what book are you selling and what's your idea and what's your latest fad? Yeah, what are you selling? Um, I think is is the key one, isn't it, mate? Yeah, what are you selling? Yeah, what are you selling? What's your pill? What's your course? You must have a you must have something to uh, you know a new six week boot camp to sell, Anthony. Um, so that you know that bit me on the bum a little bit because you talk to my to you know this this space when you know there, this, it, it, it's a very conservative space, probably a bit like the medical fraternity, very very conservative. Um, so I you know, yeah I had to pull my head in and just thought, well, listen, I will continue. Um, you know, for me feeling better, but then I'll also get my um, patients feeling better. Mm. Um, and then, you know, it's, it sounds a bit cliche, but I'll say, well, you know, I'll, I'll just let that sort of speak for itself. Um, and yeah, you've, you've got, you know, you can change the, I thought, well, you know, I still try to change the world, but you've just got to change the world one person by one person, change the world a bit for, for yourself first and then bit by bit. And then, you know, People hear about it and then it, it goes on from there. Mm. So, Anthony, you, you said, uh, you know, you had this revelation and obviously things changed for you. Um, what were some of the the changes you noticed for yourself? You know, how did life change for you? The weight, you know, I was always, uh, I was probably about mid-80s. You know, I was, I was probably carrying about 10 kilos too much than what I wanted to. And I was exercising my tail off. Mm. You know, aiming to do a, a, a full Ironman and all this, but then ch- by changing diet, I dropped uh, more than ten. I, actually, I dropped probably almost at my lightest. I went from about 84, 85 kilos down to seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since I built up a bit of muscle, and I'm probably back to about seventy three mm-hmm. kilos at the moment. So the weight loss, Warwick, was the was the big one. Yep. The fo- the and that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and not from training. You didn't like r- do more gym work or any special actually, sort of PT. No. Or oh, I, I, you know what? I actually, I actually pulled back on the amount of aerobic training I was doing. Um, all the, the the triathlon training, the swimming, the running, the the cycling. I pulled back a little bit on that. It was mm. I was becoming probably a bit obsessed with it. Mm. Um, so I pulled actually pulled back on that. Um, and predominantly, I'd say it was 80% diet related. And I did start doing, I went back to the gym and I started, I just went back, thank, ran into this wonderful trainer and just got back into squats and deadlifts and, and just some pretty basic bar work. Mm. Um, and again, it was a bit of sliding door. So to answer your question, it was, I reckon, 80% yeah, diet related. Mm. And anything else like from a lifestyle point of view and just, oh. I mean, you know, family yeah. life, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, listen, fogginess was – the fogginess, the brain fog for me, um, and I just thought everyone had brain fog. You know, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was just part of life. You just – you know, with kids and marriage and work and you just felt fuzzy in the brain. I thought yeah. that was just – that was life. That disappeared. I think I was a, a hell of a lot nicer person because I wasn't getting these. I call this this roller coaster. This I call it the the carb roller coaster. The 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 hyper and hypoglycemia when that that hangry. And my God, mate, I got it bad. I if food was running late or I was stuck in a meeting or whatever, I was a nasty piece of work. I had to eat something, you know. So I was 
I got the cravings were horrible, the hangry, the fogginess, the grumpiness. Um, uh, you know, and, and I, when I was much younger, I used to get, you know, and I see, I, I mean, I'm even embarrassed talking about this. I had irritable bowel syndrome and I had migraine headaches. Mm. And here I am as a bloody exercising nutritionist mm. thinking, oh my God, it's like, you know, this is a deep, dark secret that I cannot let anyone know about. Yeah. Um, and you try all the supplements and all the different da 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 da. And you know what? Changing my diet, I think I've had one migraine in five years and tummy has just been fantastic. So I think mentally a much nicer person physically. And it all sounds, I know, like it's, it's, it, when I hear myself talking about this, I'm going, oh, hang on. You know, there's what's the, you know, my God, he must have a book to sell. But it, <laughs> You're working on it though, aren't you, Anthony? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, one day. But, um, but this is again why, the, 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 why I felt so strongly about it and why you still got to change i had to change and it was it was a tough one to change because that whole giving up those carbohydrates and getting off that carb roller coaster is is still and i got to work on it it's it's a it's it's a bloody hard thing to do but um it's it's doable so can we talk through some of those changes that you did make or that you suggest that your clients make anthony tell us about what you feel is the right way what's worked for you and your clients yeah, well, I think the, the hardest thing or the best thing was to actually for uh, a type 1 diabetic who was also uh, on a ketogenic diet, she said to me, and I said, oh, but I can't give up bread. And she sort of looked at me and she said, why can't you give up bread? I said, well, because of the fiber and because it's whole grain. Mm. And, you know, and, that, and I thought, my gosh, you know, I'm, I just sound like the, the, I just sound like everyone else. Mm. And then I thought, hang on, you know, why can't you give up bread and, and, you know, what am I going to have with my spaghetti bolognese? You know, and what am I going to have with my, with my stir fry? Um, but I love my fruit, you know, so I, you know, so it really made, as I say, there were no sacred cows when it came, when it comes to, to eating. So I actually, you know, pulled all those foods out of my diet and stopped the, the biggest thing was the snacking, mm-hmm. eating every two hours. Um, and it was really hard because the, 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 that change is a, is, a, is a tough one. So pull back on the snacking, pull back on, on the, you know, the, because again, as I say to my patients now, there's no real, there's a little pinch of a difference between white bread and brown bread, anything whole, there's no real whole grains unless you're eating handfuls of, 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 you know, of, of wheat, of, of real wheat, just, you know, that you've just g- grabbed off a wheat plant, um, you know, that's ground up to, to talcum powder, it's mm. ground down. It's not really, you know, it's not really whole wheat. So just understanding that, pulling those things out of, your, out of my diet, my patient's diet, um, and that was the biggest one. And then, just, and then just going back and rereading all this whole, the fat and the cholesterol, not, you know, not fearing as I call them, really good quality fuels, the fats, the proteins, um, and, and trying to get a bit more of a steady, uh, you know, steady fuel into me. So look, get, getting rid of the, I call them the boom and bust foods, the, you know, the, the, the snacks, the chips, the biscuits, the corn chips, the rice thins, the, the, the muesli bars, the fruit, the dried fruit. So what am I actually uh, going to eat then? 
Yeah, yeah, good question. Because <laughs> that's yeah. about half of my daily intake, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, good question. And, you know, it, for most of it, it's about 70% of what we eat is carbohydrate-based. And, and the carbohydrate is, is not just sugar, it's, yeah, the fruit and all those things I mentioned. But getting back to eating, um, you know, say for breakfast, you know, eating your, your eggs and your snags and your, your chops and your steak and your mince, um, not because it's you, you're being a rebel, and because it's it's well you know you know that's what the, the 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 caveman ate or whatever it's because that's a really sustaining fuel you know the body's going to break all that open in your body and go wow these eggs and avocado and mince and cheese it's all wonderful stuff um, and then for lunchtime again yeah it's coming back to the the fish the meat the green leafy veggies and dinner time pretty much the same um, and taking a break between those I say you know fuel up on those, whether you're having two to three, one, two or three meals a day, fuel up well with really sustainable fuel, i.e. food, and then try not, and then don't eat. Just like I say, if you're driving a car, you don't stop at every single petrol station and put two bucks worth of petrol in your car. Why not fill up, fill the tank up for 60, 100, 120 bucks of fuel and you've got five, six, seven hundred K or whatever to the next service station. So, you know, that's the way we should eat and fuel up. So stop the the incessant snacking. But to do that, you've got to fuel up on the right food and not not fear fat and and, and protein. And I love that analogy uh, of even the type of fuel, you know, so as well as not stopping every every servo and putting two dollars worth in, it's fueling up with diesel instead of you know jet fuel that that's going to be gone in a flash. Uh, whereas your diesel is just going to burn and burn and burn, and you'll get you know seven hundred fifty k's out of a tank. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 rocket fuel. You're right. It's it's rocket fuel compared to to, to diesel or you know or a, or a, or or char- if you've got an electric car. One, we'll all have one in a few years' time. Mm. Is again charging that, yeah, charging that Tesla battery or charging that electric car, and yeah, absolutely going for for whether it's diesel or battery, yeah, going for a long, long time and doing it and and feeling okay whilst you you know you, you you're halfway between those petrol stations, you might get a bit nervy and you might get a bit of a flutter and you might feel a bit hangry and a bit whatever, but eventually, you know what, that feeling goes. Mm. Um, and it takes practice. It takes a few weeks, a few months. For some, it, it's always it, well. It's it, it may be there for a little bit longer. For me, it probably took me about six months, I reckon, to, to have the mentally and physically the confidence just to say no. Listen, that's um, I, you know, I don't need that anymore. And you, then you've got to break those habits. You know, mm. when when the food's there, you you know, you've got to say no. Mm. Um, but it, it gives you that if you're not um, if you haven't got that crushing uh, you know that horrible low blood sugar or that feeling that you've got to eat you're being driven by food when you can step back from that it's easy to say no if you're being driven by food saying no and that's the majority of us saying no is is almost impossible i think one of my most favorite um lessons I learned along my journey to eating better was sort of getting a couple months in and starting to have some real clarity and control around what I was eating and then maybe getting to an event or somewhere where there'd be something I wouldn't ordinarily eat like a 
let's say, crusty bread roll or something, which are delicious. So you'd indulge and then realising how crap I would feel in a couple of hours after that. And I'd still be feeling pretty cruddy the next day as well. So if you can hold out, I think, for that first month or two, you really then can see the difference that those foods make or the impact that they have on your diet when you do occasionally have them there it's a great motivator to stay away you're right you're absolutely right and and to uh, and to take that break and as i say to to patients be black and white really try to make a, a break and then if you get that that insight it yeah you're right nicole it's a, it's an incredibly powerful insight isn't it mm, um, when you yeah when you, you you gut and you that you, you eat some bread or whatever and you feel so tired you just want to mm. have a sleep or the gut plays up so if you can take a black and white break from it, even for a short time, yeah, you just get that little, that little shard of light that comes through, and you say, "Oh my God, there is a, there is another way." Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful one. I think probably also one of the hardest things I've found. This is something that we've done in our family on and off, not always successfully, but we made a big change around the way that we eat because we had a child with behavioural difficulties. We were very fortunate to find um, a naturopath to help us through that. And along that journey, we learned a lot about nutrition. So we totally changed the way that we ate and we removed all of those things from our diet. What I've found to be some of the most difficult things was the social pressure put on and I'm talking 10, 15 years ago, so it's certainly more widely accepted now, but the social pressure, well, why aren't you eating that? Or, or would you like to come for dinner? Sure, but I can't, we don't eat this and this. Yeah. Well, what am I going to cook you? You know, that, that yeah. social pressure is enormous. Oh, it's crazy, it is. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, it's like, and, you know, it's, it's like giving up. It's, it's almost like giving up cigarettes. Yes. And, and, and beer and not having a drink. Yes. Right. What? What? How come you don't want to drink? Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> just, just have one. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely right. So, giving up cigarettes, giving up alcohol, giving up carbohydrates, and you, and again, you just say, listen, it, and it, it, it's a, and you don't again want to be too high and mighty about it. You just say, no, no, listen, I, I just, that's what I, that's what I do. I feel better for it. Um, and again, you're right. That's a, that's a fine line because we're oh, they're on one of those funny diets, yeah, and then. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I like I like the terminology that uh, I don't know where it came from, so I can't give credit. Uh, but describing it as a way of eating rather than a diet. Mm. And, and listen, and again, you, you, it, it does sound it, it is cliched, but um, you know, it, it is a way you've you've got to because you know a lot of patients say, Anthony, for how long? How long do I have to be off these foods, or how long do I have to do this? Forever. But it, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but no. But again, if you you know you 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 know you want to feel good, feel great, and then if you want to go back to that 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 way of feeling a bit yuck, well, you know how to do it. You go back to the old old way. So mm. you know you you decide, and it's it's that powerful. Mm. So w- what are some of the furfies or some of the other myths that? I think stop people from making a change. I know when I tripped over all of this stuff about, uh, for me, it would have been about seven, eight years ago now because it was before my daughter was born. She's just turned seven. Holy moly. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little older now. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, a mate of mine actually introduced me to, um, I got started on paleo. I had a lot of health mm-hmm. issues, kind of very similar to you, Anthony. So, uh, irritable bowel, and I had uh, chronic sinus infections, 
and skin complaints and I could sleep 12 hours a night and wake up in the morning feeling like I'd been hit by a bus. Yep. Uh, Yep. And it just didn't seem to matter how much I slept. I just always felt like shit. And, you know, I I had the same thing, mate. That boom and bust cycle, I'm I'm sort of listening to you talk about that and thinking, oh, my gosh, I remember being so hangry every two hours. Like It's like, I need to eat something. Don't talk to me. I need to eat something. And as soon as I've eaten, then I can have a conversation with you. But I remember sort of a lot of the the myths and the furfies for me, I was just like, wow, I I can't believe that that's not necessarily true or not for me anyway. I know this isn't for everybody, but mm. what are some of the common ones, mate? I'd say the biggest one would be that you don't actually, you know, five, you know, if, if, if carbohydrates, if didn't have, if there were no fiber in all these foods that we hear about, you know, the cereals, the breads and all that, you know, they wouldn't have a leg to stand on. But the fiber one is always thrown up mm. that you've got to eat all your carbohydrates because you need fiber. And what you've got to be aware of that, you know, things that are lower carbohydrate and more sustainable, it's not, I'm not anti carbohydrate. I'm just into, and, mm. you know, I'm into what, what is a sustainable fuel. Yeah. And those foods are things other than carbohydrates. So that's a really important point that it's choosing fuels that are good for you. Mm. Um, and the majority of carbohydrates are about sort of, you know, they're 70 to 80% rocket fuel and only 20% diesel. So that's why we've, we've got to choose an alternative. Yep. So fiber is, is there's, you know, green leafy veggies, nuts, seeds, um, a higher fiber than, than your, your typical grains. And avocado, pound for pound, has got more, gra- uh, more fiber than, you know, all the, the grains. Gluten-free or non-gluten-free, it doesn't really matter. That's probably mm. the biggest one. Mm. So you can free yourself from the you need Fiber is important, mm. um, but you can get it from other sources uh, um, without that, the big price tag of all of the, the excess carbohydrates. Yep. That's probably one of the, the, the – another one is don't fear fat. Don't, you've got to respect it <clears throat> just like you've got to respect protein and fat and carbohydrates. Nothing really gets a free kick, but um, you you've certainly don't fear fat. Fat is, again, that really you know, fueling food. Uh, as is protein, you know, uh, protein does not cause kidney disease. You know, you'd have to eat probably 20 or 30 cans of tuna a day. Even then, your, your kidneys could probably handle it. So just can I, can, can we just kill that one off? <laughs> Please just do not even, you know, send me, you got to study, send it to me and I'll send you 10 back. So we got to, we got to put that away. Um, so, so we, you know, don't fear fat, don't fear protein, um, but still respect it. Eat when you're hungry is a big one as well. Don't think you can just eat mountains of bacon and whipped cream all the time, which is like that stereotype in yeah. the media. The Atkins diet was really badly hijacked. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I'll say to my patients, are you hungry? No, Anthony. Well, why did you have a big plate of bacon? Well, because it was fat and fat burns fat. And you go... Well, you know, you know, it may, but if you're 30 kilos overweight and you're a type 2 diabetic, there's nothing happening in the body. Mm. You know, um what, you know, so they're the little things we need to start doing. So the fiber one, the protein, the fat, heart disease is a big one, you know, what's going to kill the majority of us is going to be heart disease. That's caused really not by eating too much fat and saturated fat. It probably really is that 
the insulin resistance caused by too many carbohydrates or the combination of high carbohydrate and a high fat diet that a lot of us are on. Burger and chips, a pizza, fish and chips, steak and mash. You know, we all, we've got this high fat and high carbohydrate and it's really not good for the body. So that's a big one we need to pull, pull, um, pull back on. So, because there's all the, um, the the deep breaths drawn and the oh heart attack on a plate, you know, as you were saying, like bacon and eggs and a bit of avocado and some mushies and and all that, and and the common pushback, I guess, and and the, a perf- a persistent um, fear is that like oh you know look at all that grease in there, you're gonna you're gonna be dead of a heart attack in five years. Yeah, the bo- the body is. The body will use that fat so efficiently. If your liver is a bit dysfunctional, if you've got what's called fatty liver, which a lot of us do have, if you've got this, you know, it's many names of pre-diabetes and insulin resistance, and many of us have it really from teens, from, from you know, from quite young. Mm. As soon as we get that little bit of fat around the middle, bingo, you've got pre-diabetes insulin resistance. But getting rid of it is, is you know, is, is what we're talking about. Mm. But... Um, that so as soon as your liver becomes a little bit dysfunctional, your body can't use any you know fuel properly, carbohydrate, fat, or protein. Um, so the body starts almost leaking gunk into the bloodstream, and this is the the gunk um, is what is causing heart disease. But interestingly enough, um, the the gunk being leaked into the bloodstream is a, is fat. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Mm. but the fat is is coming from the excess amount of carbohydrates we're eating. And this is a huge one that so many docs are still getting wrong that we look in the bloodstream, we've got excess what's called triglycerides or excess fatty acids, but they're being leaked from the liver because the liver is trying to convert all these excess carbohydrates to fat and it's failing. Mm. We leak fat into the bloodstream you know, decades ago and still now the docs go, ha-ha, you've got fat in your bloodstream, you're eating too much fat. But <laughs> no, you're actually eating too many carbohydrates. So um, it's slowly changing, but it's a big mind shift mm. uh, for say, to say to people, you've got, you're putting on weight, you're insulin resistant, you've got fat in your bloodstream, that's got to be caused by fat, right? And you say, you know, it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more complex, but it's really satisfying telling, talking to patients about this, and educating them, and they make the change. And you know what? They they get results. Um, so that's uh, it's very very satisfying because then they're empowered. They understand what's going on, and they can turn the switch on and off. It's lovely for 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 patients to do that. Because you mentioned earlier, sorry, Nicole, um, you were saying about you know a bit of your story, Anthony, where uh, your your patients weren't getting results um, for maybe the first five or ten years of of doing what you do. How has that changed then? Again, it the 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 results are. I'd say you know, ten years ago it was probably you know one to two out of ten who actually got longer than a six week change. You know. <laughs> They, you know, typically you would drop three to four kilos um, and, you know, it would all come back. Now, you know, patients lose that weight and it, it actually stays off. Um, and it's not, but also their blood tests get better too, Warwick. That's a big one too, you know. Um, 
you know, cholesterol, uh, mm. blood sugar, you know, markers with, with blood tests actually get better. So that's probably a big one. There's more things last months and years rather than weeks. Um, so the blood test, the weight loss, and also I think the big one is the, that patients understand finally what is going on in the body that someone has explained what the hell is this mysterious thing called insulin resistance? What is insulin? What, you know, what, what is fat? What is protein? What is carbohydrates? So if they understand that and the fuel analogy, then um, their, their weight loss can be more sustainable. And the brain is happier too, because the brain is not on this boom bust cycle. So the brain and the fatigue and all that feels better. So it's lovely to have patients coming back in on a regular basis. Um, and they're, you know, they're, they're not, and they're not having to work. They, they've made some big changes, but they're not having to constantly, they know what to do. They've just got to train themselves into, you know, refining that, you know, they, so I'll say, okay, I don't want you to snack. I want you to eat main meals. I want you to talk about some intermittent fasting. I want you to, to, to put on some muscle. I don't want you to run marathons. I'd rather, I want you to put on some, some muscle. I want you to, to look at some stress relief. How can you, instead of slamming down four beers when you walk through the door, can you go and walk the dog or can you go and do something? Can you go play some, some you know, buy a, 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 an electric guitar with a little amp and go downstairs and crank that up when you get home and just blast out some rock and roll that'll, you know, that get, you know, you won't need to drink so much alcohol or snack on so much food. Do something that'll fill that, I call that, a, that emotional hole that we've all got. So all these little tricks need to be refined um, but the first step, yeah, is is uh, is getting off that um, is getting off that initial roller coaster. So, on the subject of steps, Anthony, is this something that you introduce with your clients step by step, or is it something on their first visit you educate them, you give them a whole bunch of stuff they now need to not do, not eat, look at other ways to do, you know, some find some stress release, et cetera, et cetera. Does all of that happen at once or is it a very gradual process? It's a, it's a gradual process. What are you doing? Um, what are the, you know, how much stress do you have? You know, you've, you've got four kids, you both work, you shift workers. Okay, let's let's sort of break that down um, in, in, in regards to what are the, what are the barriers to, to change? You know, the, the stress, the kids... Um, you know, a sick grandmother, you know, you're a carer, um, you're, you know, uh, medication, etc. Many, you know, there are many factors. So try for me to work out, okay, let's start things slowly and work out what the barriers are. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I give my patients a bit of a cheat sheet. Um, I call it the rules of engagement. And it is things <laughs> like about getting what, what foods I want you to start thinking about getting rid of. What are the habits, i.e. snacking? Um, don't fear these kind of foods. These foods aren't the angelic foods that we thought they were. And this is the reason why. Um, you know, and then a patient might come back, you know, in three weeks and say, oh, Anthony, listen, mate, that, that was really, when I got to 4 p.m. in the afternoon, I had that horrible, I had to snack, I had to eat, I had to have a beer. Okay, what did you have for lunch? Oh, mate, I skipped lunch. Mm. But remember I said to you, I want you to have a big palm-sized piece of protein, fish, chicken, meat, 
Oh, I thought that was sort of optional, Anthony. No, 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 no. That you know. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we, yeah, we, we talk about. Did you fuel up? Well, you ran out of, you ran out of petrol halfway at four o'clock, and you ate some pretzels and rice things and corn things. Oh, but Anthony, that, but they were, they were wholemeal. You know that. You know, um, but it was red wine I drank. You know, you know these all these old. But Anthony, but it was a banana. And you say it doesn't matter. The banana was six teaspoons of sugar, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. how can we do better? Okay, how about a bigger lunch? Mm. Um, you know, but Anthony, I'm sleeping. I'm not sleeping well. I'm hungry through the day. So, okay, you know, you know, how can we improve sleep? So it's, it's, a, it's me looking at the top three barriers to you, yep. giving you a generic cheat sheet to, to start changing things, and then we slowly start you know, chipping away at those things, um, you know, and then a bit of education for patients, explaining their blood tests. Um, and, you know, usually then it's mind's a bit clearer, lost a few kilos, feel a bit better. Okay, let you know, what do we do now to sustain this? And then the next mm-hmm. step might be, okay, um, let's talk about um, some, you know, not eating for a little bit of a longer period. This this whole myster- again a mysterious thing called intermittent fasting, which really is just you know let's start off and call it what it is. It's just not eating between meals and, and yeah. let's extend that out a little bit. Yeah, um, it's not this mythical let's, unicorn let's, that uh, you know yeah. you've got to be some sort of swami guru to be able to go without food for three days. You know, it's yeah, just- and it's a silly. It's a it's we complicate it so much. And you and now I've got the confidence to say to patients is I want you to not eat between meals and they go oh what you like intermittent fasting and i'm like and you know you know what i mean it's, you're right mm-hmm. it's yeah. like i want you to 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 you know to do a downward dog or something and i just want you to <laughs> you know i just want you to you know yeah so we complicate it um uh, in that way so it's it's looking at the barriers looking to change those things slowly and give patients the support um, that, that's needed and explain to them that there is an, there is another way mm. um, that it's not because the thing is too you know we're following the guidelines pretty well and 80 percent eight eight zero percent of Australians are overweight or obese mm. um, you know we're following the guidelines but the guidelines are broken mm. um, and then all of the, the nutrition powers that be say they slap us on the wrist and say you're not you're not eating enough fruit. You're not eating enough vegetables. You're not moving more. And we've just got to stop that. And we've just got to say, no, the foods we're eating um, are just putting us on this horrible roller coaster. And the, the hardest thing you will ever do is getting off the roller coaster. Mm. By, by, but then they'll say, oh, but no, you can't have the eggs and the, and the meat <laughs> and the, because it's high fat. Then my patients go, ah, oh, Anthony, I knew. Hey, you told me they were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you're free. You're free to be an individual. Um, and then you can be, as I say, one of the twenty percent that um, that get better. But like training, like meditation, like quieting, quietening the mind, like like looking, like brushing our teeth every day. We've got to, we've got to do it. We've got to work at it. We fail, but. At least you know, yeah, this is the way I brush my teeth every day. I sort of know how to do it. Mm. Um, but it, finally, you are, you, you are, you've got a new instruction manual that you still got to read. You've got to bookmark. You've got to go back. And you go, oh, I skipped page this and page that. But 
you've finally got a new a, a new way that that works, and it's not a it's not some it's not all smoke and mirrors. So, Anthony, I've uh, I've had the uh, pleasure and privilege of seeing you present on this topic uh, at uh, supported by a large regional hospital recently uh, that has got a bit of a push for some better wellness in their district, and. Um, the I guess the premise of your presentation was just tell me what to eat. And I suspect there's a lot of listeners that, you know, I think there's a bit of a stereotype about tradies and their diet, that it's all meat pies and icebreakers. And unfortunately, I still see quite a lot of, uh, you know, tradies and trade business owners that do go for the quick, convenient things um, because they are busy. They don't necessarily have time to prepare meals and that sort of stuff. But if someone's listening to this thinking, okay, I know I want to lose weight or get healthier, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s or 50s or maybe even my 30s and I'm, I'm sick of being unwell or tired, what, what should I be eating, mate? Yeah, and, and you know, the, 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 the um, just, I think the, the most, the, the, the biggest thing is that the, the the change is to 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 get off again that the, the cliche I'm always using to get off that roller coaster. Just just appreciate and say to yourself, you got to work at it. You're finally on the right road, and you've just got to for the short term. I'm talking a few weeks or a few months. You're just going to have to expect a bit of change. Mm. So that's a, that's an important one. But it's it's change for the for the for the better. Um, and have the Again, and that will give you the confidence to be able to stretch out time between eating, so you won't be driven to have that meat pie or that you know the, the iced coffee or or whatever. You're not going to be you know you will be able to say to yourself, "No, I don't need that food." And you might hear me say that and go, "Oh mate, you've got to be kidding! I will never say that I can't have that food," but you will. You can draw, you know, you can start winning the battle and start saying to your brain, when your brain doesn't need it, you mm. can start saying, my God, wow, normally I would have done this and done that. So what I want you to eat is, yeah, I want you to fuel up. And again, it's about, you might say, but I haven't got time to cook bacon and eggs in the morning. Mm. But, you know, can you, you know, can, again, can you, you know, can you, can you just, you know, dive off Facebook for five minutes? <laughs> You know, and 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 you know, make you know, do the you know, make up the bacon and eggs, or um, you know, have you got some leftovers from from last night? Some leftover rump, um, mm -hmm. you know, with some leftover you know peas or beans or something. You can chuck in a Tupperware container, and that's breakfast. Yeah. So breakfast will be chops, steak, or a bloody leftover pork chop. That's breakfast. Um, and lunch can be the same. Lunch can be another, you know, few snags, um, and and dinner can be the same as again. You <laughs> know like, what I mean? You, it's like the man's yeah. dream diet, isn't it? It is. Well, it? you know, yeah. And it's you might say, oh, mate, it's it's high meat, meat, meat. And you say, well, listen, if 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 that's going to get you initially changed, then we can broaden out your diet a little bit. But mm. everything is unmade. You know, we can. There's no such thing as. But, but Anthony, the breakfast cereal, it's so easy, it's convenient, it's quick. Absolutely, you're all right. You're true. It's cheap. It sits in the cupboard for months and it doesn't go off. <laughs> I, I agree with you. It's, and, but, mate, oh, that steak, that's a bit expensive. I've I got to cook it. You know, yeah, I, I know. I get you. I've been there. I've done that. Um, but this is the, these are the, the things that, you will, that will get you 
on the right on the on the on the right road. It's making um, that choice, isn't it, Anthony? Of uh, you know, the, it's like anything else that Coxie and I talk about on the podcast. Whether it's SEO, whether it's improving cash flow, or staff relations, or your waistline and your your life expectancy, um, there's choices that need to be made, and and not all of them are easy. Uh, we we sort of know and we talk about the fact on the podcast that change is hard. So, mm. you know, to go from six wheat bix and some honey and a splash of, uh, you know, low-fat milk in the mornings to whether it's bacon and eggs or, like you say, leftovers uh, – um, or you know a couple snags, even if they're cold snags, throw them in a in a you ziploc bet. bag and munch on them while you're in the ute on the way to the first job. You know, um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's it, you know snags, yeah, snags, snags, eggs. You know, um, yep. But it's but it is it's change, and you know we just have to decide what we want more. Do we want uh, the problem of heart disease and stroke and obesity and diabetes and you know brain fog and all that sort of stuff, or do we want to? You know, have just enough discipline to make those changes in the short term until they become habits. And the thing is, too, you know, it, it you know, and it, it sounds cliched again, but it works. You know, if you were to say, if I was an accountant and I said, listen, I want you to put all this money into this bank account, and in six months, a year time, or, or when you retire, there's no, there's no money left. There's nothing there. Well, you know, it, you've, yeah, you've obviously made the, you know, you've, you, you want to see change. You want to see savings. You want to see investment there. Mm. But that's what happens with changing your eating habits as well. You will see change. You will notice change, physical and mental change. And the one, one important thing that, that I haven't mentioned as well, I haven't focused on, is that whole stress eating as well. We've all got social, financial, um, you know, peer stress. We've all got it. We're under the pump what you wouldn't believe. Mm. And that leads us to eat the wrong foods. Um, it, you know, that we, we can't plan or I just need a quick fix. And the, the horrible thing about food is it does make us feel better for a short period of time. Mm. We do get a lovely fix of serotonin and dopamine of endorphins when we eat the meat pie, we eat the magnum, we eat the, the dairy milk chocolate. You get a great feeling because the body's saying, great, I, I'm going to survive for a little bit longer in the wild because I've just eaten something and I'm going to feel mm. good for it, you know. Um, and getting off that uh, and trying to get off that that stress, um, you know, trying to, again, as I say, trying to fill the hole, that emotional hole with things other than alcohol and food mm. um, is something that we, we do need to, to, um, to, to work at. But um, it, uh, and listen, the thing is, it, it does work. The, the, results are, the results are wonderful and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a real... I, I say this; it's a real game changer, which is uh, which is a wonderful thing to say. I didn't think I'd ever say that, um, but it's bloody it's bloody confusing too, um, because there's a lot of it's a really combative space at the moment. Mm. Um, it's a it's a combative one. So again, you've got to you've got to uh, you've got to stick to your guns. So, what are you having for lunch today, Anthony? I have got a. Um, a choice, actually. I've got a choice between actually some leftover beef sausages, um, or I've got a lovely can of uh, red salmon there. So it'll be Yum. one or the other, and it'll be with the biggest choice I've got. Do I have half an avocado, or do I eat the whole avocado? <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, and that'll that'll keep me going till you know till till dinner. So yeah, so it'll be it'll be snags or. Salmon or a, and an and an avo. 
Perfect. Well, I'm I'm uh, going to show that I'm a bit of a groupie uh, of Anthony's because <laughs> I'm having leftover meatballs that uh, Anthony's posted yeah. on his Instagram feed. Uh, well, they're good, aren't they? With a bit of um, tomato sauce, which is which is not tomato sauce from a bottle, but a tin of tomatoes, right. a bit of tomato paste, and some coconut aminos in the pan when I made these meatballs and my wife has actually we we literally fought over the leftover meatballs this morning. <laughs> she said i think i'm going to take those meatballs for for lunch again today at work i was like are you going to leave me any she said oh i don't know oh all right i'll take the dirty old roast beef and some salad i said no you take the bloody meatballs so yeah we had a bit of a tiff about who was going to have the. i won i got the meatballs and you, and, and you can and that's you know that's, so that's that's breakfast lunch and dinner you know yeah and the, the lovely thing is they're all interchangeable. So don't you, – you, you, you can have scrambled eggs for dinner. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like you having know? breakfast for dinner sometimes. It's I, awesome. I'm the same. <laughs> I feel I'm, like a kid. A, yeah, you have a fry-up breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you'll lose weight and you'll feel great yes. and you won't clog your arteries. So, you know, the, the, you know everything is made, which is, which is lovely, and mm. um, you've got to be an individual. Mm. So, Anthony, uh, we, we must let you go because we know you've got uh, patients queuing up uh, to come and get healthier with you. Uh, <laughs> just just two final things. Um, what's one thing you wish every tradie would do? I would say rethink alcohol. That, again, that probably sounds like a stereotype. Um. With the, with the whole stress relief thing, I think drinking to excess, and I'm not talking, you know, when we're young and having a, a good Friday night out, I'm talking about drinking regularly. Mm. Rethink drinking regularly to excess and changing diet. It's bloody hard mm. to do both, to, to keep drinking um, on a regular basis and change your diet. Um, and the second one is... You, you, you can't out-exercise, you can't out-dig a hole or hammer nails if you're trying to lose weight. You know what I mean? You, you can't out-exercise a bad diet. Mm. So as a tradie, you're going to be bloody physical. Um, I wouldn't last a day as a tradie. Um, <laughs> uh, well, the, the, the gym, the deadlifting, the squatting is certainly helping, but uh, don't think you can out-exercise um, you know, or out, you know, outwork a bad diet, yeah. change your diet to feel better. Mm. Uh, that'd be the, 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 the two tips because you'll finally lose the weight, you'll feel great. And you know what? You'll be able to last a day. Your work will get better. And when you get, come home to do the book work, you will, you know, that horrible bloody book work we've all got to do, you'll feel better. You'll be able to do that too with better mental clarity. So yeah, don't, don't, don't try to outrun a, a fork as i say yeah nice mate and the the last question is um where do people go to find out more about you and what you do anthony well dive to my website uh, so it's just power you know you just just google search it, anthony power nutrition um the website um powernutrition.com.au um and you know uh, on facebook as well i try to you know um just just google search anthony power nutrition it's a great one on Facebook. I usually put put you know comment on some research or put some recipes up and and you know little bits and pieces. I put a newsletter out. So just dive into the website or the Facebook side, and I try to put some some info there. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to put some um, 
some ebooks together and, and a bit of information that patients who aren't in Brisbane, patients who can't come to see me privately, can just download some info and and get started. So it's something that I'm that I'm working on. Then then you can do things on in your own time where where you you know you're in mm. you know you're in Blackall, you're in Darwin, you're in you're in Cunnamulla. It doesn't really matter. You can you can start. Yeah, yeah. And you don't need you can I, I'm I'm here to help, but uh, you you can get the basics down. Fantastic, mate. And for Brizzy uh, listeners, Anthony's also on ABC Radio regularly, yeah, ABC, mate? ABC Brizzy at quarter to nine every couple of weeks. I'm on tomorrow morning um, every couple of weeks on 6.12 ABC Brizzy. So that's that's great. Again, it, and it, you know, it's just about busting myths. Mm. It's just about, mm. Anthony, what do we do? What, just tell me what to eat. What does this research mean? Why is it so confusing? Why is it so hard? You know, it's really great answering some questions um, in in a in a practical way. So that that's a that's been a really a real honour. Like seriously, chatting to to both of you about things like this, it, it's really it's it's for me. My job is to get the the you know real information out there. That's my job. Um, and finally, I'm I'm really. I'm able to do my job and I'm able to succeed at my job after failing at my job um, because I had the wrong instruction manual for so long. So it's a real, it's really nice getting the word out there. So it's, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, real pleasure. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks, mate. Great to have you on the show. All right. It's a pleasure. I'm hungry. Yeah. All that talk about food. And as we record this, we finished bang on 12 o'clock, which is the end of my 16-hour fast. I've actually done about 18 hours today. How uh, do you do – like, that's that's a new area for me. I'm not <laughs> sure about the whole fasting thing. I like my food a lot. Yeah. Do well, you miss that? So do I. See, I love – I actually appreciate my food more now than, than I did in prior years before I found yes. all this stuff um, yes. and figured out that there was a, another way. And I think that's really what this whole episode – uh, comes down to is there is another way mm. um, and it turns out the other way is freaking awesome because I sit down to a big steak and mm. a big plate of roast veggies with butter on them and salt. Uh, mm, I love it. And it tastes amazing and I feel so good when I eat it because afterwards I don't get that horrible bloated feeling and you know, I need to go and have a snooze. I just, yes. I feel satiated. I feel, you know, full. Like I've just had a good meal, but I don't mm. feel crook. Um, mm. I don't get heartburn anymore. I don't have any of those issues anymore. So I actually find that, you know, doing what Anthony talked about, and I've been doing it as I said for for seven or eight years now. Um, mm. I actually feel a hell of a lot better, and I enjoy my food more, and I actually enjoy time in the kitchen more than I used to because. I don't eat as often, so I don't have to cook as often and prepare as often and wash as many bloody dishes. So yeah, I, I absolutely off. love it. Um, and the fasting thing, look, that's that's uh, if you're just starting out with this stuff, I, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, as Anthony mm. says, just just try and cut back the snacking between meals. And that's a great first step, isn't it? Yeah, and Stop just have that. a good breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, mm. have a good breakfast. Um, whether it's a cooked breakfast or some leftovers or whatever, and a good lunch. I see photos of tradie lunches and they're doing the whole healthy tradie thing. And it's a, it's a you know, a wrap with three little tiny strips of chicken and some <laughs> salad. It's like that whoever's having that is going to be hungry in an hour, I guarantee it. They are and they're going to be sleepy and they're, yep. you know, they're not going to be thinking clearly. 
So it's that boom bust um, jet fuel cycle that uh, <laughs> that Anthony was talking about. So yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm a convert, obviously. Yes, same. And now I'm hungry and I need a steak. <laughs> so anyway, we'll let you go uh, have some lunch, listeners. Um, great episode. As Anthony said, go check him out. He's very busy on social media. So just look for Power Nutrition uh, or powernutrition.com.au and uh, we'll put all the links to that in the show notes. And if you're not in the group, uh, go jump in Tradies in Business on Facebook. Post a picture of what you eat. Show us a picky. What, what did you have for lunch today? What are you having for breakfast? Have you made some changes with your nutrition? We want to hear about it. And uh, maybe you, you know, you, you're busting some of those meat pie icebreaker myths about tradies. <laughs> no. All right, I'm off to eat too. Have a great day, listeners. Enjoy the rest of your day. You? You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.